Hey friends, this is Kate, the founder and creative director of Loam, and I'm so excited for today's episode with Emilio Freeman. Loam Listen will be going in a new direction, and that's all thanks to Mario, who after this week will be taking over Loam Listen as your new host. This is actually a dream that has been brewing for a while. Um, Emilio and I first connected around the podcast maybe a year and a half ago before I'd even, you know, really started putting it together. And I just remember feeling so deeply like Emilio was the person to hold, to hold this uh, branch of Loam. And if you've been following Loam Listen, you'll know Emilio from his beautiful podcast on reimagining home, which I highly recommend you listen to, actually, especially now, because when so many more of us are at home contemplating the multi-dimensions of that term, it feels really vital. Um, But Amir has also been part of Loam's Constellation of Creatives for many years now, and it just feels really energizing, exciting, and hopeful to to have this really special heart take on this podcast. So Amirio, thank you so much for saying yes to this invitation and um, for being open to evolving and, and growing this vision. Oh my God, Kate, well, first and foremost, thank you so much for that really warm and lush introduction. And hi, everyone. Um, so as Kate mentioned, I'm such a longtime loam contributor and also just generally a loam lover and consumer. Um, and it's been so amazing just seeing the loam just like brand evolve and just continue to get better and better um, every year. And I'm so excited to join you and Kailea and join the team and be a part of the back end and really be a part of this really incredible transition that Loam Listen will be going through. Um, and speaking of that transition, I think it'll be really helpful to give some like background on um, how we came to this transition and what I'm hoping to bring to uh, the Loam Listen podcast. So I think in general, it's obvious at this point that our global community is really facing just so many um, ruptures from a global public health emergency in the form of a pandemic to a worldwide racial reckoning. And in this moment, things just feel like they're shifting in such huge seismic ways. And I think it just feels incomprehensible. That's probably the best word that's coming to my mind right now. Like for me, it's been like a little bit destabilizing just sort of seeing all of my usual just like rituals sort of like crumble at this point you know it's late summer you know i'm so used to sort of the daily summertime ritual of like commuting with friends and eating out in a park and obviously the old architecture so many of our lives um are so um they've fallen apart they've really collapsed but i think within that incomprehensibility this moment is so rife with opportunity as well for imagining more and imagining better. Um, And I've been seeing so much beautiful language around how, you know, this moment feels like a necessary apocalypse or it almost feels sci-fi futuristic in a sense of we're really walking through a portal and going from one world into the next. Um, So I think there's something so special about um, this moment. And it's also been interesting because 
within this moment, so many of us are spending more, if not all of our time at home. Um, our homes have really become the central setting within which so many parts of our lives are happening, including how we're responding to this moment and how we're sort of shifting from a state of emergency to a state of emergence. So I think when you and I, Kate, when we were talking about how to evolve Lone Listen, we were really keen on and really dedicated, committed to really thinking through how do we create a podcast experience that's really going to be responsive to this moment. Again, I think so many conditions that we've normalized have been brought into relief, those conditions being white supremacy and environmental degradation. And we're really being called to respond to all these conditions. And I think within that response, we need so many new tools. And I think so many of those new tools are really going to be rooted in the home. So just on my end, I was thinking like, okay, like home, 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 like what do I think of when I think of that word? And for me, um, a reading that I always come back to is one by Bell Hooks, the incredible intellectual, feminist theorist, cultural critic, artist, writer. Um, and they have a really great piece called Home Place, A Site of Resistance. And I know Bell Hooks is kind of going through their own sort of reckoning right now within like this greater moment of reckoning, but I have so much respect and I honor their work, especially this specific piece on, again, this idea of home place. And I just want to read a tiny little section from this essay on home place. And in it, Bell Hooks, she says, Historically, African-American people believe that the construction of a home place, however fragile or tenuous, the slave hut, the wooden shack, had a radical political dimension. Despite the brutal reality of racial apartheid and domination, one's home place was the site where one could freely confront the issue of humanization, where one could resist. Black women resisted by making homes, where all Black people could strive to be subjects, not objects, where we could be affirmed in our minds and hearts despite poverty, hardship, and deprivation, where we could restore to ourselves the dignity to die to us on the outside in the public world. And I really just like love that little tidbit. And I love this idea of home place because I think it really speaks to this moment, you know? Um, for her, she talks about how um, for so long, for decades, centuries even, Black women have had to essentially nurture white supremacy in the public sphere. You know, they've historically worked as like domestics and really have had to cultivate um, the livelihoods and sustainability of white families. And again, just like sort of by necessity, um, upholding these systems of white supremacy. But then in the private sphere, sort of subverting all of that and nurturing their own humanity at home and really allowing the home to be the antithesis of white supremacy and the antithesis of state violence and really creating a place where Black humanity could be witnessed and where it could thrive. And within that, through this history of Black women doing this, the home has been 
a sort of creative endeavor where we could world build and sort of create the sort of spaces and environments that feel the most nurturing and cultivating for us. But then the home is also a political endeavor, you know? Again, Black women have in their homes resisted sort of the normative ordering of the world by creating a space where we can learn to like love ourselves and love our Blackness and invest in community. And I think that's political in the sense that Black women have used the home as a space to sort of say, being in a world that appreciates Blackness, that values Blackness, that values our humanity is possible. And we can do that in our home, but we can also replicate that out into the world. So within that sense, um, the home is political by being instructive, by instructing us and giving us guidelines on how to create the worlds that we want to inhabit. So overall, again, I think home place is so instructive for these times. We're in our homes, and I think that can feel confining, but I think also it can be such an opportunity to really think about how within our homes, we can still do really powerful, creative, um, political work. So Kate and I, we've been in a conversation about how we want the next couple episodes of Lone Listen to be rooted in this idea of home place. And we really want to continue having these conversations with amazing artists and creatives and thinkers, but have all these conversations be rooted in the radical dimension of our home places, of our home spaces. Um, because again, I think there's such a long history of the home being a site of just radicalism, um, and I think this is the perfect time to reclaim that tradition to, again, be really attuned to this moment and be responsive to it and to really stand up and be a part of this collective collapse that's happening in pursuit of a better architecture that holds us all. Oh my gosh, Amirio, as always, I am so grateful that we get to record these conversations because I already want to go back and revisit everything you've been saying and have just been like furiously taking notes. Um, but yes, to this idea of moving from a state of emergency to a state of emergence through developing a deeper relationship to home. And I just, you know, want to share that when we first started to dream of this idea, I think part of why it was so resonant for Kailea and me um, is that it felt, you know, for us, the home has always been an incredibly fertile ground for revolution, right? Like gardening and cooking and all of these things that we have relegated to the realm of the domestic can be incredibly powerful and incredibly instructive. And, you know, when Kyle and I hold a new vision for Loam that's really responsive and, uh, adaptive to this major moment we're in one of the things that emerged for us was we want people to feel more at home in the world and we want to help create media and nurture artists and um, support activist practices that help us come back home that help us feel at home that help us create truly supportive regenerative home spaces and so in so many ways the work of of this new like listening series um, just feels so so aligned with where Loam is going, so reflective of where we hope to to move in the world. And 
I'm just so excited, Emilio, for what's to come and the conversations you're going to have. And, you know, for all of our listeners, it's been such a treat to see on the back end what's emerging. Um, and I just can't wait for you all to connect with some of the people who um, will be a part of the Home Space series because all of them are such radical thinkers with, with such important offerings for this time. Absolutely. And just responding to what you said, you sort of mentioned that um, the home has always been this instructive space on how um, on how to not only show up in the world, you know, I think in our homes, we're all taught like manners and etiquette and just like um, how to quote unquote live in civil society. But I think the home has also always been disruptive. Um, it's always been the space where we were sort of given all of these new possibilities of life that we could then um, sort of like internalize and take within ourselves and sort of replicate out into the broader world, out into the broader society. Um, I know like for me, just like personally, just thinking of like Black women, thinking of home place, um, it was always so instructive for me to sort of be raised by an amazing single Black mother and just sort of seeing her strength and her power and sort of being given a vision of the world where Black women are amazing and run shit. And I think that's been so impactful as far as my own politic, how I view um, ideas of power, how I view ideas of gender um, and that sort of thing. Um, and again, these things, this radicalism in the home has always been a part of um, all of our movement building work. Um, you know, as someone who works in the food system space, who does advocacy for an anti-hunger organization. I know that, especially for the Black community, the home has always been a really critical site of food justice and just like justice in general. You know, immediately I'm thinking about um, just the civil rights movement and how so much planning and so much of the building of the infrastructure for that happen a lot of times in the kitchen and happen in spaces where people were just in living rooms sort of brainstorming and coming up with strategies and coming up with ideas and rhetoric and um, just sort of that thing and communing over food. So I just think there's so much there within the idea home. And I'm just so excited, like you mentioned, to sort of bring on people who can really just like answer so many questions that we've talked about. You know, I think for us, we're really interested in like radical homemaking and how we can reclaim the domestic as a space for revolution. And how do we reclaim the value of certain quote unquote domestic skills? Like, um, relationship building and herbalism and cooking and mending and how all of those things can really be folded into our activist toolkits. And I'm also interested in how these conversations can really help us to rethink just what we know about the idea of home, about the world, about how we build political power and how we shift political consciousness you know as we reposition the home as the main site of our creative and political movements how do we collectively understand or re-understand the modalities by which change happens and imagination is nurtured and a political spirit is tended to 
Um, so again, I'm so excited to bring all of this to the Loam Listen audience. And just like right off the bat, um, even doing some planning with future guests. And I think we're just coming up with so many goodies and so many rich, lush conversations. So again, I could not be more excited. I know. I think it will be the perfect uh, back to school <laughs> type of offering. You know, like it feels right now like there's fall for me and the, and the advent of September has always felt like a really fertile, hopeful time. And to have this new iteration of Loneless and come into existence right now, um, right? Like this, it's in so many ways, it's going to be an exploration. It's going to be an excavation. And I'm just super stoked for people to connect with it because, you know, there's so many questions to explore around the idea of home, right? The distinction between home, between a house, how to create a sense of home, how to support one another. There's just so much right now around this issue that feels incredibly alive and important. And I can't think of a better person than you, Emilio, to be to be holding this space and co-creating this container. So yeah, just feeling grateful and feeling excited. Awesome. And I share your excitement. And again, so excited to be on this journey for you. And yeah, we're both so incredibly excited to bring you guys the Loneless and Homeplay series coming soon. All right, everyone. It was so great getting to connect with you this past year. You'll, of course, uh, find me back um, with Kailea and editing our publications. Um, we have so many great print materials coming up in this next year. We just absolutely can't wait to share with you all. Please stay tuned for um amir's beautiful new podcast coming soon and as always i want to thank isaac silk for editing the podcast isaac and faith harding for intro music and you all for listening and really being in this journey with us um, if you know loam you know that we're a conversation we're a community and it feels it's such a gift especially right now to really get to navigate um this messy, magical, painful, possibility rich moment uh, with you all. So thank you and stay tuned. Mm-hmm.